Welcome. We are here once again for um, a further discussion on the selection of verses from the from the Bhakti literature. And uh, at the moment, we are discussing verses from Srimad Bhagavatam. And as we're discussing verses from Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, we have come to uh, interesting topics already. Let me first read the verse of the day and then I'll comment a bit about our previous verses as well. Uh, one moment, I have to just... Uh... Mm -mm. Okay, I'll just open the Bhagavatam. And I just... Uh... Sorry, that takes me a moment should have set it up before, but that's how I am. Um, table of contents, one, six, and then verse three, there we are. So we're reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, from the sixth chapter, which is the conversation between Narda and Vyasadev, text number three. Swayam bhuvakaya vritya vartitam te paramvaya katam chedam udarakshi ale praptikalevaram. Translation O son of Brahma, how did you pass your life after initiation? And how did you attain this body, having quit your old one in due course? Purport. Sri Narada Muni in his previous life was just an ordinary maidservant's son. So how he became so perfectly transformed into the spiritual body of eternal life, bliss and knowledge is certainly important. Sri Vyasadeva desired him to disclose the facts for everyone's satisfaction. Hare Krishna. So... Uh, <clears throat> As I was saying, um, we are now on the fifth episode of these talks, and in previous talks we have spoken about a number of verses from uh, Prahlad Maharaj, mm -hmm. two verses actually, we've spoken uh, also about one verse of uh, Kapila Dev, um, and uh, and we are now uh, discussing uh, a verse spoken by Vyas about Narada Muni. Um, so it's interesting. Um, uh, praise of Prahlad Maharaj, the discussion of Kapila Dev with his mother Devahuti, where devotional service is discussed. Um, the uh, and then we see Narada. So the first verse that comes to my mind now is the verse about the twelve Mahajans. Swayambur Narada Shambhu Kumar Kapilo Manu Praladu Janako Bismu Balir Vyasakivayam. 
So there are 12 Mahajans, 12 great personalities. And these 12 Mahajans are Swayambhu, uh, the self-born Lord Brahma, Narada, uh, uh, Swayambhu, Narada, Shambhu, Lord Shiva, uh, Kumara, the four Kumaras, uh, uh, Kapila, Kumara Kapilo, and Manu, Manu, uh, uh, Swayambhuva Manu, Praladu, uh, Palad Maharaj, Janak Maharaj, the father of Sita, uh, Pradu, uh, Janaka, Bhishma, Bhishma, Bhishma is also uh, grandfather Bhishma, who was lying on a bed of arrows and who was just still composed and able to comfort Yudhisthira Maharaj and, and give him transcendental instructions. When Yudhisthira was not suffering from the arrows, but Yudhisthira was suffering from being responsible for the death of 640 million people. But uh, Bishmadev was able able to, to pacify him. So as we are discussing on, gradually our discussion begins to center around these Mahajans. Um, because the Mahajans, they are the, uh, the personalities that are not only uh, coming forward in Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, but they are also uh, also there in other Vedic literatures. Um, uh, I said, uh, so Bali Maharaj is one, and Vyasaki. Vyasaki is the son of Vyas, Sukadev Goswami. So in this way, uh, by discussing these, uh, the, uh, this, the, 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 the pastimes, the instructions of these uh, great personalities, uh, we are, uh, are actually getting the absolute truth. Um, and they are our examples. Uh, so, O son of Brahma, uh, son of Brahma, how did you pass your life after initiation? So that in itself is a great question that I would like to ask many people, how did you pass your life after initiation? And uh, dot, 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 please uh, fill in the blanks. Please write an essay. Yes. Um, maybe that time uh, is, 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 uh, is coming, you know, that I will start asking my disciples to write essays. Uh, that could be interesting. We could, uh, yeah, we could even post them on a, on a website and again, just, uh, just all, uh, all read. Yes, we can bind them in books. Yes. Um, essays some of you like to write <laughs> some that is good yeah 
That could be an interesting idea. Everybody writing essays. All right, so back to the, uh, the Bhagavatam. Mm. The Bhagavatam. Uh, Narada Muni, yes. Narada Muni was, as a young boy, uh, in the association of the, uh, the Bhaktivedantas, of the great sages who stayed, uh, who stayed where he and his mother stayed. And his mother was just a simple maidservant. And, uh, but somehow or other, they were taking care of these, uh, these great saintly personalities. And the boy was serving them their meals. The lady stayed in the background. And the, and the boy was also allowed to take some of the remnants of these great sages. And they were, they were instructing him. They liked him. And yes, they, uh, they, uh, they gave him that opportunity. They gave him that opportunity. Uh, to uh, to um, to take up spiritual life, and they instructed him. And then, in due course of time, when the rainy season was over, these uh, saintly personalities continued their journey. But then, as destiny as destiny unfolded, one one night or early morning, when it was still dark. His mother, who was very lovingly and affectionately taking care of her boy, he, she went outside to milk the cow. And as she was there, she was bitten by a snake and she died. And suddenly, five-year-old Narada was alone. But because he had received all these transcendental instructions from the Bhaktivedantas, he, he took a transcendental position and he left home to, uh, to follow their instructions. And he went to the forest and he sat down under a tree and he meditated according to their directions. And he went very deep in that meditation. And in due course of time, uh, in due course of time, he became the uh, self-realized. And he actually, at one point, did not just see the Lord in his meditation, but the Lord was visible before him. Then he was overwhelmed. And the next moment... Uh, the next moment, the Lord disappeared. And as the Lord disappeared, uh, he, uh, as he was a boy, he became upset emotionally. Uh, he responded with, with, with anger. And the Lord then came back. And the, only to tell him that this life, you will have to faithfully continue the process of devotional service which has been given to you by your gurus and you just simply dedicate yourself to that this life you will not see me anymore uh, 
But if you faithfully continue at the end of your life, oh, you will see me again. And then at the end of his life, he saw the Lord. And uh, then uh, in the next uh, Kalpa, he appears as, uh, as, uh, as, the, uh, as the son of Lord Brahma. And he just appears to us in, uh, in, a, spirit, in a transcendental spiritual body and so on. Mm. So, and he becomes the great Narada. Mm -hmm. So, now thinking about uh, Narada, there are many things we can say about, about Narada. Uh, Narada is the, uh, he is a Shakti Avesh avatar. Narada Muni is, in other words, he's a Jiva, but he's an empowered incarnation of the Lord. And these Shakti Avesh avatars each embody a particular Shakti, a particular power of the Lord. So Narada Muni is embodying the Bhakti Shakti, the power of devotional service. So how amazing uh, to be Bhakti Shakti personified. Yes. So Narada then uh, embodying the uh, the power of devotional service is appearing as a spiritual master to so many. Uh, he is the spiritual master of Vyasadev. He is uh, Vyasadev is experiencing his, his despondency, and uh, and Narada is making it clear because you have written all these Vedic literatures, but they're all indirect. You have not directly glorified the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then Vyas writes Srimad Bhagavatam. We also get a description about uh, Narada Muni instructing Juva Maharaj, because he saw that this boy is so determined if we could connect that determination, which is now misdirected towards having a kingdom greater than his father and grandfather, if we could direct that towards the Supreme Lord, then he could make a tremendous devotee. So Narada came to him while, and, and he encouraged him. Yes, you want that kingdom, that's fine, but approach the Supreme Lord. And he gave him the process of how to do so. He said, make a deity of clay. He also instructed him to follow Astanga Yoga. And he told him to chant the mantra, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. And in this way, Dhruva Maharaj became the disciple of Narada Muni. And he became a very uh, realized great devotee of the Lord, as we know. Uh, Prahlad is another uh, disciple of Narada. Prahlad was in the womb. Um, and his mother, Kayadu, uh, she, she was uh, alone and expecting while her husband, Hiranyakasipu, was performing terrible austerities. So Indra and the other Devitas were thinking, oh, the lady is pregnant, and what kind of son what kind of son will she produce? Let us destroy the embryo before it's born because 
it could become another enormous demon, right? It would terrorize the entire universe. But then Narada Muni appeared, and he is the Deva Rishi. He is the sage amongst the Devas. And therefore, Narada Muni said, no, don't kill this, this child in the womb, because this child is a devotee. Right. So, uh, and then Narda took Kayadu, Prahlad's mother, to his ashram, and he instructed her in, uh, in, in transcendental knowledge. And the mother didn't remember it so well, but the child in the womb heard it. So in this way, from, from birth, Prahlad was a devotee. He's just a devotee. And we can see what kind of amazing devotee um, Prahlad was. And Prahlad always remained faithful to his guru. Uh, even when Lord Nishingadev offered him great benedictions, then Prahlad said, no, I just simply want to, be, want to continue to be the servant of my guru. Mm. So Prahlad was a very dedicated disciple, um, always feeling greatly indebted greatly indebted um, by his uh, by his guru or to his guru and by his guru's mercy another example of a disciple of Narada is Magrari the hunter uh, that hunter was half killing and uh, animals in the forest and Narada saw this and went there to stop this cruelty he said what are you doing he said, oh, oh, a sage, you want some skins? Just wait a minute. You're chasing away all the animals now. Huh? Um, you know, and Narada said, no. Have you done this, this half-killing of the animals? Yes, yes, I have done it. Why are you doing so? He said, I learned it from my father. Yeah. Yes, I'm enjoying it. Um, Narada said, this is very sinful. And Narada explained to him that there would be reactions and so on. And because of Narada's purity, Magrari actually understood Oma Jnana Timarindasya Salakaya. His darkened eyes were opened. And as a result, he was able to, able to see. Huh? He was able to see. So... Um, Yes, and then Narada told him, so you have to stop this, this hunting. You have to cut the string of your bow. And Magrari said, oh, cut the string of my bow, but that is my livelihood. I mean, how will I live? I will starve. And Narada said, don't worry. I will provide. Uh, and he instructed and then Magrari had faith. He instructed Magrari to give up everything. He instructed Magrari to have a simple cottage, live there with his wife, to worship the Lord, and, and that he would send foodstuffs. And then what happened was when all the villagers saw that, that this hunter had become a devotee, they all went there and they all gave something to the, to the saint. And, 
And then uh, Bakrari was saying, why is, is Narada sending so much? It is more than, it is, it is too much. It's more than we need. In this way, Magrari is also the disciple of Narada. Mm. Narada is the instructor of many. Uh, we're seeing Narada is instructing Yudhisthira, is instructing Kamsa, he is... When uh, uh, he's destructing, instructing Yudhisthira, we see instructions about Dhritarashtra who quits home and how Narada comes and explains to Yudhisthira that he need not be, need not grieve. Quite amazing. There's this whole battle of Kurukshetra, but Yudhisthira had no bitterness towards Dhritarashtra, uh, who was the cause of the whole thing by <coughs> letting Duryodhan become outrageous and by giving Duryodhan the throne, although he wasn't due to be the emperor. So, the, so in a sense, Dhritarashtra was the direct cause of the, uh, of the whole Kurukshetra war. But Yudhisthira had no sense of bitterness towards Dhritarashtra. Yudhisthira was just thinking, he, he brought us up, uh, our uncle. He looked after us when we were children. He brought us up. So we are greatly indebted to him, and now our uncle is gone. He has gone, and he is blind, and who will care for him? Um, even after the Kurukshetra war, um, they had just cared for Dhritarashtra, who stayed all along in the palace, and, and, and he was still seated on his throne, and he still lived every... He still had all his servants, he still had all the honor. Yudhisthira uh, always kept him in high esteem. But Vidura had come, and Vidura had told him, you are like a household dog that is eating the remnants left by Bhima. Right? That hurt, because Bhima had killed all Dhritarashtra's sons. And, and Vidura continued, he said, yes, you, your, your teeth are loose and your liver is defective. Right. And what are you just sitting here? Right. And this way, he sent him out from home, and and he went, and uh, and he attained yogic perfection. He did not attain bhakti due to the fact of his uh, his attitude towards the Pandavas. He became a great accomplished yogi who was able to burn up his own body in a fire generated from within by mystic power. He became a dira, one who is, is equipoised and undisturbed by the agitation of the senses. But he was not able to become a lover of Krishna uh, due to his offense. Um, we also uh, have the... Uh, Narada instructing the, the sons of, of Daksha. Um, and in fact, you know, like uh, the sons of Daksha were performing austerities and with the aim to qualify to become Prajapatis, to produce good offspring in the universe because Daksha was a Prajapati. But 
Narada went there and instructed them about transcendental knowledge, and then they lost all interest in household life. Daksha was so upset that he cursed Narada that he could never stay in one place for more than three days. And so Narada happily, happily wandered throughout the universe. Yes. Narada also cursed. Narada cursed the two sons of Kuvera, who were disrespectful and intoxicated, naked, sporting with, uh, with, with naked women in the uh, Alakananda, in the heavenly, heavenly Ganges, and Narada cursed him, cursed both of them to become trees because they wanted to be naked and stand naked, be trees. But they became repentant and then he gave them also the benediction that they would be trees but delivered by Krishna and they became the Yamala Arjuna trees and then Mother Yasoda tied Krishna to the grinding block then Krishna pulled that grinding block with the rope uh, because she could tie him and of course how could a small boy pull away that grinding block but he was the supreme lord so he could pull it and he could even do more than just pulling it he could also break these Yamala Arjuna trees, pull over some trees, and then these two effulgent personalities came out uh, and they returned to their heavenly abodes and to their original position, um, but also graced by the Supreme Personality of Godhead right? and restored in their worship of the Supreme Lord, but still as demigods with some material desire also. Hmm. Narada also was amongst the sages when Samba, the uh, the son of the Yadus, came and had under and, and was dressed up by the boys like a lady who was pregnant, and uh, they put uh, a lump of of, of of iron somehow or other under her her cloth, and, and then the boys asked, "Oh." Great sages, who uh, will these? Uh, who what? Who will be the offspring? What will be the future of the offspring of this illustrious lady? And then the sages said, uh, Narada was among these sages. Whether he spoke or not is not clear. But the sages said that the offspring of this lady, uh, you fools and rascals, the offspring of this lady. Uh, due to your offense, will become the cause of the destruction of the Yadu dynasty. So yeah, you know, poo, then they went before Ukrasena, they, uh, they confessed their whole, uh, their, their, their offense and uh, everything that happened in the curse. And then the ministers met and, and they wondered what to do and they decided that to grind this metal to powder and throw it in the ocean. But that powder, that metal power of the ocean came into the water and it entered into the reeds. And later when the Yadus, when the Yadus uh, who were so powerful that no one in the earth, on the earth could resist them, uh, when they were, were 
drinking some some literature they had a mock fight with reeds because there but because there was metal that metal power had entered into the reeds the reeds had become deadly weapons and they all killed each other in this way and it was krishna's arrangements to remove the yadu dynasty from the earth so that they would not become a burden to the earth in his absence because krishna himself was also very soon going to wind up his transcendental pastimes so narada played a role in all these these things uh, uh, when when sukadev goswami uh, came out of the womb and after having heard Srimad Bhagavatam from, from Vyasadeva. And then Sukadev Goswami went to Maharaj Pariksit, who had been cursed by the Brahmana boy, and it was to die within seven days by snake bite. Then uh, Maharaj Pariksit had decided to fast, to sit on the bank of the Ganga and to fast from food and drink for these seven days, waiting for death. Then Sukadev Goswami appeared. And many sages had assembled there. Uh, and Sukadev then began to speak Srimad Bhagavatam. It is said that the guru of Sukadev Goswami, who was Vyasadev, was also present there. And the guru of Vyasadev, the Param guru of Sukadev, was Narada Muni. He was also present there. When Sukadev came into the assembly, everyone stood up to receive Sukadev Goswami except for Narada and Vyas, who were the Param Guru and the Guru. Yeah, so in this way, uh, so many pastimes, uh, Narada is also uh, instructing, uh, instructing Kamsa. Uh, and, uh, and we see that Narada is there sometimes on the other side and encouraging comes in his nefarious activities uh, to kill all the, all the sons of Devaki uh, because Narada wanted to accelerate the appearance of the Supreme Lord. Yes. And to increase the sinful activities of, of Kamsa so that he would be definitely killed by Krishna. Mm. There's also a description of Narada who's visiting Dwarka and who's seeing Krishna in the 16,108 palaces and who sees how Krishna performs different activities in each palace and he witnesses in this way Krishna's daily activities. So this is all Narada Muni. Um, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, writes the, the bhajan, Narada Muni Bhajai Vina. Narada Muni Bajai Vina Radhika Ramana Name Namayamani Udita Haya Bhakata Gita Same When the great soul Narada Muni plays his stringed Vina, the holy name Radhika Raman descends and immediately appears amidst the kirtan of the Lord's devotees. Like a monsoon cloud, the holy name showers pure nectar into their ears. Due to the great ecstasy, all the devotees enthusiastically dance to their heart's content. 
all the inhabitants of the universe become maddened upon entering these intoxicating showers of divine sweetness. Some people cry, some dance, and others become fully intoxicated within their mind. Five-faced Lord Shiva embraces Narada Muni and repeatedly shouts in ecstasy, while Lord Brahma dances very ecstatically and exclaims, All of you chant, Haribol, Haribol! In supreme happiness, thousand-faced Ananta shays, sings, and calls out Hari, Hari by the influence of the transcendental vibration of the Holy Name. The whole universe becomes mad with ecstasy as everyone relishes the mellows of the Holy Name. The Holy Name of Sri Krishna has fulfilled all my desires by thus manifesting on everyone's tongue. Bhagati Vinod, the humble servant of the Lord, therefore prays, at the feet of Sri Rupa Goswami, that the chanting of Harinam may always continue in this way. Hmm. What a beautiful prayer of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. <clears throat> and now we have seen Narada appearing again and again um, as the Shakti Aves of Bhakti Shakti, of, of, of the embodiment of, of the energy of devotional service, empowering everyone left and right. And throughout the ages, throughout the centuries, and that Narada is just traveling throughout the universe, playing his transcendental vena and chanting the name of Radhika Raman. And in this way, Narada is, is a Sankirtan devotee who is just everywhere bringing enlightenment. And he is having a spiritual body, but he lives away from the spiritual world. Although he can go there and sometimes does go there, but Narada Muni, in this way, he, he voluntarily deal, faces such sinful personalities as Kamsa. Which sage would even want to see such a personality? But Narada is there to benedict the entire world and to speed up the appearance of Krishna so that the world will be quickly relieved, the earth will be quick, quickly relieved of its burden and of, of so many military phalanxes which cause so much suffering. In this way, Narada is assisting the Lord in his transcendental pastimes. And Narada, um, yes, Narada, who is Trigalagya, he didn't mind telling, some, telling Kamsa about, uh, you know, Narada was, was telling Kamsa the... Uh, something that was really uh, seemed to be uh, not necessary because what happened was this that there was the uh, prophecy that the eighth son of uh, of, of uh, devaki would kill kamsa then kamsa incarcerated devaki and vasudev and uh, First, he wanted to kill her on the chariot, and there was a whole discussion on the chariot. And, and Vasudev, uh, Vasudev tried to reason, tried to argue with Kamsa, but nothing worked. And in the end, Vasudev promised that he would, would, if any children were born, that he would hand over these children to Kamsa. Kamsa then, uh, okay, when, 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 and Vasudev brought the first child. But then Kamsa was saying that, oh, my dear Vasudev, that is not required. That is not required. It is, I am not in danger of this child. It is the eighth child. You please take this child. So Vasudev returned home. 
But then Narada Muni, he spoke and to Kamsa. He appeared to Kamsa. And he explained to Kamsa. He said, you know, that, my dear Kamsa, you know, you returned this child, but that was a big mistake because you should know that the eighth child, which one of Krishna's children, or which one of Vasudev's children will be the eighth child? It just depends where you start counting, which one is the eighth. So you could be tricked like that. I'm just warning you. So then Kamsa was uh, was was uh, was doing all uh, all this, right? Kamsa started to kill all these all these children. That of course made it 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 unavoidable, unavoidable that Krishna would kill Kamsa. Yes, for for such behavior because he was after all he was killing. Uh, he was a direct threat to the family. Right? A direct threat to the family is direct threat to his mother's children. So although he was an uncle, and you don't usually kill your uncle, but what could he do? Uh, it's a direct threat. So it was his duty to protect. So in this way, it was Krishna's duty to uh, to kill. And then Narada being Trikalakya and knowing past, present, and future anyway knew that later on Krishna would deliver all these uh, these dead sons of of Devaki, so there was absolutely no problem in that they would be killed, and they were anyway uh, they were the sons of Kalanemi in a previous uh, in a previous birth, and uh, who came who was now Kamsa. Huh? In a previous verse, Kamsa was Kalanemi, and they were his sons. And, and Kalanemi, so in a sense, now killed his own sons. But anyway, Krishna delivered them later um, and, and brought them back uh, to Devaki. So in this way, uh, Narada knew all this. So there was nothing wrong with what Narada was doing. But it is like an obscure thing right, that Narada did. Yes. But in this way, Narada was bringing, uh, is, is made Krishna appear, and he was uh, at the same time uh, in that way instrumental in Paritranaya Sadhanam Vinasya Saduskritam, in the mission of the Lord to establish the principles of religion and to annihilate the demons. So, he was completely absorbed in the service of the Lord. And as such, um, Narada Muni is a great Sankirtan devotee who is, is even ready to be away from the spiritual world to deliver the conditioned souls. Now, in the, uh, in the early 80s, um, this thought started to circulate that maybe... I heard it first from Trivikar Maharaj in Vrindavan, who gave a lecture and who said, lately, lately I've been having some doubts. I go, oh, strange, what is this lecture? He says, yes, lately I've been having doubts whether Prabhupada 
really went back to Godhead. We were shocked. We were like, no, how can this be? Trivikram Maharaj, he's such a Prabhupada man. How can he speak like this? What is going on? So we're all like, like, you know, looking, no. Then Trivikram Maharaj continues and he says, yes. He says, yes, lately I'm thinking that maybe Prabhupada didn't go back to Godhead, but that he went to another universe to do it again. So that topic came up, and that is that topic has since then that idea has remained with us, um, because after all, um, if we can think of that idea, um, if we can think of that idea, then Prabhupada could have think thought of that idea, but the difference between us and Prabhupada is we would just say, ah, interesting idea. And Prabhupada, thinking of such an idea, would, would say, oh, interesting idea indeed. Let's do it. Uh, and therefore, it would not be surprising. Uh, and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Janmani, Janmani Swaray, Bhavatat Bhakti Rahitaki Tvayi. Oh, let me take birth, life after life, in this material world uh, and be engaged in your service. The Sankirtan devotee uh, continues and continues. And so, if Prabhupada is now in such another universe, uh, then we will also pray that somehow or other we may join him there and assist him in his mission. Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtana Yes. So thank you very much for being with us. And as you can see, um, our series is about the Mahajans. Uh, I hope to see you all uh, this evening on our Zoom meeting. And, uh, and we, uh, and I like that idea about the essay. So I will, uh, I will bring it up tonight. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.